0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello, and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story this week create a competitor tournament news. First, we've had a brand new. Create-A-Competitor Tournament announced for the end of February. February 24th, Alternate Universes Bluebell in East Norton, Pennsylvania, will be hosting a a Create-A-Competitor Tournament. February 24th is the last Saturday of the month. We don't have any news about any featured matches, about the cost to participate in the tournament, about any potential promo cards. We do know the format for the tournament. It's going to be Swiss rounds. I'm assuming the number of Swiss rounds based on the total attendance. And then there will be a top cut. In the first round of the top cut, the top 16, all the matches will be played using Philly rules stipulation. What is Philly rules stipulation? The matches will start at crowd meter 1 instead of crowd meter 0. The matches will have no disqualifications, and there will be count-outs. Now, you may be asking yourself, what is the difference between Philly Rules and New York Rules? There are two important differences. The first is that Philly Rules has Philly in it, and New York Rules has New York in it. The second is that in New York Rules, the word rules ends with an S. In Philly rules, the word rules ends with a Z. Those are the two major distinctions between Philly rules and New York rules. In the top eight, the quarterfinals, all the matches will be steel chain matches. In the semifinals, all the matches will be Ligers' Den matches, and the finals match will be a last competitor standing match. That is the format. For the Bluebell Creative Competitor Tournament. Keep watching the SRG Super Show discussion group on Facebook for more information about the tournament. That's what I have for you so far. We've also been given rules for Sunshine Smackdown and for Rumble at the Rumble. I'll give you the rules for the Sunshine Smackdown first. As a reminder, this will be in Kissimmee, Florida, Saturday, January 27th. You buy your ticket from HouseRulesGaming.com. They are asking players that are going to be going to this tournament to go to the event page on Facebook and let them know that you'll be attending. So if you are, please go do that. Now, here's what you need to know about Sunshine Smackdown. There are only two competitors on the booked list, Snake Pit and The Grump. These were the finalists, from the first Sunshine SmackDown, and so they're going to be booked for this, and possibly future Sunshine SmackDowns, but for this one, they're booked. There are going to be four rounds of Swiss, potentially five if they have over 32 players. Each Swiss round will be capped at 45 minutes. After the 45-minute mark, any remaining matches, the crowd meter will immediately go to five, all gimmicks will be blank, and the players will play until there's a winner. There's going to be a top cut of eight players unless there are more than 32 players in the tournament, at which case there could be a play in round to get to the top eight There will be no multiplayer matches in top cuts. There will be stipulations in the top cut. Those stipulations will be chosen randomly from the following pool Steel Cage, Ring of Fire. Liger's Den, Beast Unchained, Steel Chain, and Tables, Ladders, and Chains. I don't know if they'll be repeating any of these, if these get eliminated once they're used. That's not specified, but this is the list of potential stipulations in the top cut of Sunshine Smackdown 2. I guess it's 2. Registration starts at 9 a.m. The tournament will start at 10 a.m january 27th i'm not sure if this is taking place at house rules gaming or another location watch for that because i did hear they might be hosting it at another location so watch for that if you're interested in attending but that's what's going on sunshine smackdown january 27th the other create a competitor tournament january 27th is rumble at the rumble at Highlander Games in Boonton, New Jersey. They're going to use Swiss rounds to determine top cut. I'm assuming the number of Swiss rounds will be based on attendance. Tiebreakers will be determined using strength of schedule. There is a hard time limit of one hour per match. At the 45-minute mark, matches will go to sudden death. The crowd meter will go to crowd meter five. Gimmicks will be blank. Players will have 15 minutes to win by pinfall or submission, or count out or disqualification. If there's no winner at the one hour mark, the match will end in a draw. In the top cut, we'll have the following stipulations. In the quarterfinal round, matches will be Ring of Fire. In the semifinal round, they'll use the Dark Match stipulation. The finals match will be a Beast unchained match there will be diversity in effect what does that mean that means if multiple players using the same competitor would make the top cut only the player out of those with the best record makes the top cut the others are eliminated from top cut, and the next highest ranking people take their spots here are the booked competitors for rumble at the rumble Quite a significant list. The original El Super Hombre, Mila Mai, AJ Styles, Scarlet Graves, Mr. C, Original Snake Pit, Oracle, Candyman, Booker Mania, Chloe Mai, Night Terror, The Shadow Phoenix, Belinda, Amazing Red, David Starr, Evie Laveau, The Executioner, I'm assuming that's the original Executioner, Peter Lionheart, The Grump, Macho Manny, The Man From IT, Funtime Bob, Donation, I believe that's the original Donation, but it does not specify here. Same thing with the Executioner. Check if you're interested in using the newer versions. Tyler Chaos, EC3, I'll assume that's the original EC3 too. Again, check if you want to maybe use the newer one. Theo the Greek Neo, Big Bad Bobby D, and whatever competitors hold the LFF Heavyweight Championship, the Underworld Championship, and the United States Championship as of January 13th, 2024. Which means the Witch's Apprentice is booked because, and I'll talk about this later, the LFF World Heavyweight Championship was defended on December 29th and the champion retained the champion using the Witch's Apprentice. The next... LFF World Heavyweight Championship match will be at Rumble at the Rumble on this date, on January 27th. There will also be, after the Creative Competitor Tournament, an over-the-top Grand Battle match, assuming it's open to whoever wants to sign up for it. That's what I have for you, new about the Creative Competitor Tournaments taking place over the next two months. Sunshine Smackdown and Rumble at the Rumble, January 27th, and the Bluebell Creative Competitor Tournament, February 24th. 2024 is going to be kicking off with a lot of Creative Competitor Tournaments. We also have, at the same time, January 25th to 28th, SRG Universe will be at Tantrum Con in North Carolina, and February 2nd through February 4th, SRG Universe will be at Captain Con in Warwick, Rhode Island. Speaking of Captain Con, part of the festivities for Captain Con, February 3rd, will be the SRG Award Show. The SRG Award nomination period is open now. Go to the SRG Super Show Discussion Group on Facebook. There's a pinned post from General Manager Calais for the nomination form. Download the nomination form, fill it out, save it as an Excel or a Google sheet, and email it to johnclase at srguniverse.com. Let him know who you would like to see nominated for the SRG awards listed. There's 36 awards listed on the form. You have until January 12th to send that form in. That's less than two weeks from today. Other important deadlines... CCC, if you want to submit a competitor for the 2024 Create a Competitor competition, you have until January 31st to do so. Send an email to stuman9 at hotmail.com, and I'd go ahead and put Steve Resk at srguniverse.com on that also. Send them the name of your competitor, how they learned about the LFF, why they want to be in the LFF, what their ring attire and physical description is, and any other biographical information you want to have them post about you, send that to Pat Mulligan if you want to be in the contest in 2024. Final deadline, and this won't apply to most people listening, but as I'm recording this on December 31st, today is the last day to submit a created content form for content you purchased during 2023. So if you have content out there, fill that form out and send it in. You don't want to miss out on content you paid to have created because you didn't send in the form. So please send in the form. The next bit of news I have is about Faction Wars 5. Phase 1 of Faction Wars 5 has concluded. We are on to Phase 2 of Faction Wars 5. Let me tell you what we know about Faction Wars 5. We know the eight factions that made it, and we also know who each faction will be facing in phase two. So let me give you those factions in matchup order. The first matchup in phase two will be the faction The Big Picture, trademarked, versus Just Business. The second matchup will be the New Wool Order versus the Collective. The third matchup, the Higher Class versus Starmaker Productions. And the final matchup, Paradise versus the Constellation. Those are your top eight teams. Those are the teams that made it out of Phase 1. And those are the matchups in Phase 2. Here are the matches each faction will have to play in Phase 2. Like in the first two phases, we're going to have the 10 skill matchups. As a reminder, in Faction Wars 5, there was a draft. Each team drafted one Tornado Tag Team, one Trio, and six singles competitors. Each singles competitor that each team drafted had to have a unique printed 10 skill. So they can only have one competitor with a printed power of 10, one with a printed tech think of 10, so on and so forth. The first set of matches that players will have to play in Faction Wars 5 is the singles competitors will play the competitors on the other team, on the other faction, that have the like 10 skill. Using the first matchup, the big picture player who is using the power 10 competitor, singles competitor, he will have to play the just business player using the power 10 singles competitor. Strike 10 versus strike 10, so on and so forth. These will be two out of three fall matches. For each fall you score for your team, you earn one point. This means the winning player in each matchup will earn two points for their team, but if the losing player manages to at least score one pinfall, they'll earn one point for their team. There are no point deductions in this portion for losses. The players on each team that are playing the Tornado Tag Team and the Trio, and it's one player playing both for each faction. They will face each other, play one Tornado Tag Team match and one Trio's match, one fall for each match. The winner earns two points for their faction, no penalties for losing. Draft position matchups. The singles players will pair off based on the order in which their competitor was drafted. Each faction is going to have to look back at their draft, figure out, okay, which was the first singles competitor drafted, which was the second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Get those determined. The first singles competitor, say, the big picture drafted, will have to play the first singles competitor, just business drafted, so on and so forth. These are one fall to a finish matches. The winner earns one point for their team. There's going to be a premier player match. Each faction will choose one player to be the premier player. That player can't be the captain. They can't be the premier player in the previous round. General Manager John Clace will assign three random stipulations for the premier player match. Each stipulation will be played. So, this will be a three fall match. For each fall the premier player scores, they'll earn one point for their team. For each fall that is lost, a point is deducted from your faction. So, if the Just Business player wins the three falls in the premier player match, his team adds three points to their score, his faction adds three points to the score the big picture player, his faction would lose three points. What this means is that if one team wins every match, they will go up by three points. The other faction will lose three points. If they split, if it's two wins and one win, then the first win and loss for the team that won two will offset, and the faction that went two and one the premier player match They'll earn one point for their team. The faction that lost in the two-in-one scenario will lose one point for their team. That's the premier player match. Tag team match. Each faction will pick two players to be in a tag team. They cannot choose the premier player as one of the two members of the tag team. Captains can be chosen. That's the way I'm reading what I have. I don't see a prohibition for captains being picked for the tag team. This is a one-fall match. The winner will earn two points for their faction. If the winner wins and the crowd meter is six or greater, they will earn three points instead of two. Those are the matches for Phase 2 of Faction Wars 5. Teams will obviously know who their 10 skill matchups are, who their draft position matchups are, and to the Tornado Tag and Trio matchups are. Factions won't know ahead of time who their opponent in the Premier Player match is going to be. I also don't believe they'll know who the opposing tag team is going to be ahead of time. They have from now until January 14th, just before midnight, so right as Sunday, January 14th ends, they'll have until that date and time to submit their deck lists for each member of the faction They have to email those to johnclays at srguniverse.com. The 1 through 30 cards can change. The competitor, the entrance, the spectacle type cannot. Once the deck lists are sent in and phase 2 match play starts, players have until February 10th to complete all the matches in phase 2 of faction rules. If there happens to be a tie, John Calais will determine what the tiebreaker will be. That's what I have for you on Faction Wars 5. I will watch it as best I can and give you updates when I have more information. That is pretty much the news I have for you this week. Let me talk about the online tournaments and featured matches from this past week. Only one online tournament that I'm aware of. Thursday night, we had Thursday night fights. 12 players in this tournament, group stages in the opening rounds, three groups, four players per group. Each player plays the other three members of the group. Top two records per group advanced to the top cut. Only one match in the top cut, a six player birdcage match that went almost two and a half hours. The first two men in the match were Ken Fouché playing as the Grim Librarian. And Bob Dunn playing as King Greatness, the newest version of King Greatness. The next man in was Trey Cantrell playing as Long Balls Larry, followed by Simple Chuck at number four playing as Captain CJ Sparra. Brother Dan of the Mission playing as Fast Hands Cam came in in the fifth spot. And the final man in the birdcage was Carlos Lumbre. Playing as new competitor, L Super Santa. This match went all the way to Crowd Meter 7, the final Crowd Meter, the highest level in a birdcage match, before anyone was eliminated. We did not have an elimination until around the 90 minute mark when Brother Dan was eliminated by Simple Chuck. The next elimination about an hour and 40 minutes in, was Trey Cantrell. Bob Dunn eliminated Trey Cantrell. The third man out, Carlos Lombre. He was eliminated by Simple Chuck at around two hours in. Simple Chuck would be the next man out. He gets eliminated by the brain around two hours and 20 minutes into the match. So it comes down to the first two men The first two men in the birdcage are the last two men standing. Ken Fouché, the Grim Librarian, versus Bob Dunn as King Greatness. And at around two hours and 30 minutes into the match, both players able to hit a finish. It's going to come down to whoever wins the last turn roll. Ken Fouché wins the last turn roll, hits his finish, rolls too high, Bob Dunn to Breakout, and Ken Fouché wins Thursday Night Fights. Congratulations to Ken Fouché for winning this week's online tournaments. Now featured matches. Tuesday, the LFF Trios Championship on the line. James Booker, the champion with the line, takes on faction mate The Grump. The Grump is the challenger playing as the higher class, the version featuring The Grump. A little background on this match. The Grump had been angling for a shot at the Trio's Championship. The Trio's general manager said, Look, here's the deal. James Booker, your faction mate, is getting a shot at the belt. If he wins, you get to play him for the belt. If he loses, you can't get a shot at the belt until you win some kind of qualifying tournament. Well, James Booker won, became champion, so now the Grump is getting his shot. This match ends up going to Crown Meter 1. The winner at Crown Meter 1, new LFF Trios champion, The Grump. This makes The Grump what they call a Grand Slam champion. He has won the LFF World Heavyweight, Underworld, Tag Team, Tornado Tag Team, and now the LFF Trios Championship. So congratulations to The Grump for achieving that feat. I know John Polverino has achieved that feat. I think Chris Pagillo has achieved that as well. So one of only one or two other men that has achieved a career Grand Slam championship. Congratulations to the Grump for his success. Wednesday, the Deep Six championship is on the line. This match taking place after Talk of the Universe. The challenger, Alec Ventresca, playing as Jay White, takes on champion Chris Pate, Champion with Theo the Greek Neo in a main event stipulation match this match goes to Crowdmeter meter 2 at crowd meter 2 Alec Ventresca hits the finish Chris Pate unable to break out and so Alec Ventresca becomes the new Deep 6 champion he wins this six-stop format championship congratulations to him Friday a special Friday night fights because there is no Sunday night fights this week two matches on the card the first Is a match with Jim Bias as part of his ongoing feud with the new Darby Order. Jim Bias playing as his own competitor, Big Jim Bias takes on his wife, the Oracle, playing as the Oracle. In a standard singles match that doesn't go past crowd meter zero, with Jim Bias dominating on the turn rolls, Jim Bias hits the finish, Oracle cannot break out, and Jim Bias wins this. Domestic destruction match. Congratulations to Jim Bias for a victory. The final match on Friday Night Fights is for the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. I talked about this briefly. I'll talk about it here. The challenger, the Italian Mambata, playing as himself, getting the shot because he won the PAX Unplugged Championship tournaments, takes on the champion, Brian Schmidt, playing as the Witch's Apprentice. Standard singles match goes to Crowdmeter 1. The winner at Crowdmeter 1, Brian Waitford Schmidt. Congratulations to Brian Waitford Schmidt for successful defense. His next opponent will be the star maker, Everett Stevens, at Rumble at the Rumble, January 27th, Highlander Games, Boonton, New Jersey. Everett Stevens won the Grand Battle match at Grand Gathering 3. That's why he's getting the shot. At the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. One thing of note I have to mention from the championship match, and for people filling out their nomination forms, here is a potential nominee for Botch of the Year: the Italian Bombata. Late in the match, has the opportunity to pass and bury his sealed away card to potentially stop a submission finish. From the World Heavyweight Champion. He does not pass and bury this card. Had he done so, he would have drawn it because he won the next turn roll. The reason he did not pass and bury that needed stop, which would have stopped the finish that won the game from hitting, is because he assumed he already had it in his hand. He remembered passing and burying the card. He drew through his whole deck. He never looked at the cards he was drawing, so he just assumed he drew it. He forgot that the champion, Brian Schmidt, made him flip cards, and that Sealed Away was one of the cards that was flipped. So, without looking at his hand at all, he makes this blunder. Had he looked at his hand and realized he didn't have the stop he needed, he could have passed and buried his stop. So, A, cautionary tale, look at your hand. Don't just assume you have cards. Very important. Because that is one of the big blunders I've ever seen in a match from an experienced player. To just assume they have cards in their hand and not actually confirm that's true. So, hopefully, players take a lesson from this. Once again, congratulations to Brian Schmidt for that championship. It's not as bad as a Scott Meister worst play I've ever seen in Super Show but that's a pretty big botch bombada. As far as matches and tournaments for next week, tomorrow night, New Year's Day, January 1st, we'll have the Fatal 4-Way Four Corners of Chaos match for the LFF Underworld Championship. Current champion, the big guy, will have to face three former Underworld champions, Kirk Volka, Shane Strickland, and Peppy Pepper, to see if he can successfully defend, or if we will have a new Underworld Champion. That's what I have for featured matches. Tournaments, nothing's currently listed on Supershowthegame.com. I would expect something Thursday, Monday's up in the air, Monday's both a holiday and the night of this featured match, and then, as always, watch for pop-ups. And, of course, there's the dojo on Tuesday night, twitch.tv srguniverse. With that being said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I would like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.